Welcome to the St Emlyn's podcast. I'm Ian Beardsall. And we're at the London Trauma Conference and I'm delighted to have with me Professor Tim Coates, who's a Professor of Emergency Medicine at the University of Leicester and for many years has been the Chair of our Trauma Audit and Research Network in the UK. This morning Tim gave a really interesting lecture about trauma units and their place within our trauma networks in the UK. Lots of really important learning points, which we'll try and cover a few of now. Tim, thank you so much for talking to us. I wondered if we could just start off by explaining a little bit about trauma networks and the difference between a trauma unit and a trauma centre. So this is the system that's been in place in the UK for a number of years now with a number of hospitals which are set up as major trauma centres, MTCs. These are hospitals that have all of the specialities, including neurosurgery, that you need to treat the multiply injured patient. Now, there are about 200 emergency departments in the UK and about 24 major trauma centres. So all of the rest of the hospitals that receive trauma patients are the trauma units. These hospitals are really focused on selecting patients that need to go to the major trauma centre and getting them there to definitive care as rapidly as possible. Now, I work in a major trauma centre, so I see a very polarised population of people coming to my department. But you had some really interesting statistics about the number of people who actually end up in a trauma unit as their first port of call after a significant injury and also the demographics of those people. By far, a large number of people are attending trauma units with major trauma and I was surprised by that. I think I presented about a year's worth of data from the TARN database and if you look at patients that got onto the TARN database, the estimates you have is around 25,000 people who get looked after in major trauma centres and about 50,000 patients that are looked after in the trauma units. A lot of those 50,000 patients, you'd think they were all the, you know, the really small injuries, but to get onto the TARN database, you've got to be in hospital at least three days or be admitted to an intensive care area. So these are patients, they're not trivial injuries that these patients have. If you look at the spectrum of injury, there's quite a lot. For example, abbreviated injury score, three or more head injuries. These are patients that have some sort of brain injury. And there's a lot of those patients being looked after in trauma units outside the major trauma centres. The patients we're looking after in trauma units tend to be quite elderly. The peak is around 80 to 89 years old. So this is trauma of the 21st century. The new type of trauma is a radical change in the age distribution of our trauma patients. The majority of emergency physicians in the UK will be working in trauma units and I guess some of them felt that they probably wouldn't see much trauma but the numbers you're giving us seem to imply that it doesn't matter where you work you're going to see trauma but actually some of the stuff in the trauma units is probably harder to recognize. This isn't the motorcyclist who's crashed into high speed into a lorry. This is the elderly person who as you said in your talk has fallen off a chair whilst popping up the Christmas decorations but has a significant injury. What do you think your advice is for trauma units to engage their staff and to try and recognize these injuries? Because I would guess that that's really quite tricky. Yes, I think, you know, we, in the TARN database, there are quite a few patients who get picked up on a medical ward who actually have severe injuries. So the, I think there is quite a, a lot of non-recognition of severe injury in elderly people. The set of skills that you need to deliver trauma care 
in the trauma units, I think is different from the set that you need in the major trauma centre and is probably not the set of skills that, for example, the ATLS course is giving you. It's more about recognising injury in elderly people and then treating injury in the context of complex comorbidities in elderly people and rehabilitation. Regarding children, you had a very surprising statistic, which is that over half of children with major injury with an injury severity score greater than 15 will present to a trauma unit. Doctors and nurses in trauma units can't kid themselves that they're never going to see sick children. They need to be doing the same training that might be happening in a trauma centre. I think so, which you know, gives a real difficulty because a third of severely injured children get brought to hospital by car with their relatives rather than by ambulance. So the pre-hospital triage just can't work for children. You can't assume that all severely injured children are going to be taken direct to a major trauma centre. More than half of them will come to a trauma unit. That's a real challenge. It's on average about one every six weeks. Now, if there's six teams on, say, a surgical rotation, that means that about once a year, a surgical team is going to have to deal with a multiply injured child. That's really quite a challenge, and I'm not sure that we've really properly addressed that challenge or got the solutions for how we should make sure that first-class care is given to those children. So really a clarion call almost to those of you working in trauma units that have a look at how you might prepare for a a child presenting with major trauma because it's likely that you're going to see at least one yourself this year. Now at the other end of the scale we've got the patients who are older and that's a real challenge for us to both recognise and to manage in whether a trauma centre or a trauma unit. We were talking before about perhaps there's going to be the evolution of a specialty as there has been for paediatrics in the management of the older patient with trauma. How do you think that will develop over the next decade or so? Well, I think we're already seeing geriatric emergency medicine emerging as a subspecialty of emergency medicine in the same way that paediatric emergency medicine emerged as a subspecialty 10 to 15 years ago. I think that sort of process with the changing demographic, this huge change in what we see as the typical trauma patient, that's going to continue. And I think more emergency physicians are going to take an interest in this particular patient group, and it will become its own subspeciality. It's how a subspeciality develops with time. So if you're looking to develop a niche in emergency medicine, you've not quite discovered what that is yet. It really sounds like the care of the older trauma patient is going to be a growth area over the coming years and somewhere where you can have a real impact, whether you work in a trauma unit or a trauma centre. With the news at the moment, we're seeing many more major incidents. We're all preparing, assuming that something may well happen, as it has in other countries, both in Europe and in the US. Trauma units, I guess, have to be prepared for major incidents such as the mass shootings and other things that could occur in the same way as a trauma centre. Trauma units are going to have a really key place in major incident management. But there are really some things that we've got to think about that we perhaps haven't thought about in the past. Our current trauma systems are based on being able to transfer patients rapidly between hospitals. So a patient comes into a trauma unit, they get the primary survey, they get critical interventions, they get packaged off to the major trauma centre for definitive care. In a major incident, a lot of the transport resources are actually all going to be tied up at the incident scene. There's probably not going to be the resources to be doing a lot of inter-hospital transfer of these patients. So 
how are the trauma units going to deal with having to look after the longer-term care of some of the sickest patients from the major incident while transport resources are brought in perhaps from other, play, other parts of the country to enable the transport system to work. And I don't think a lot of people in trauma units have really thought about that as a problem. So this is a real awakening, perhaps, in how trauma is changing over time. You've mentioned that trauma in the 21st century is very different from the 20th century, and that's when we designed these networks or first thought about them. So there's a real opportunity for people. What would you say to emergency physicians and critical care doctors who are training, looking at where they might want to work? They're interested in trauma. Previously, they thought just about trauma centers as being the place. It sounds actually like some of the major effects you can have is heading to a trauma unit and doing work there. But that must be a real challenge to engage your colleagues. Yes, I think it is. If you're interested in trauma in a trauma unit, there is quite a feeling at the moment that the trauma box is ticked by having a major trauma centre and that's where all the trauma is going to be sent and you know all the people that are interested in trauma management go and work, work in an MTC. So I think within a trauma unit, it's really can be quite hard to enthuse your colleagues, particularly from other specialities, in all of the sort of multidisciplinary stuff that you need to do to have a well-functioning trauma system. And I haven't got a solution for that other than talking, organising, and I think this focus on geriatric trauma and the real intellectual uh, medical challenges of injured older people as an interesting area for people to get into as a subspecialty, I think that's probably where the solution lies. And as emergency physicians, I think we're seeing a lot of our workload is now the care of the older person. Short-stay units, we all seem to have them. A lot of that work is the older patient. So this is maybe not what we view as glamorous anymore. This isn't the high-speed crashes and the stabbings and the shootings, but this will become our meat-and-drink work regardless of where you are. You're absolutely right, and I think we're behind the curve in our training programs in our curricula both in and the way we organize services you know emergency medicine when i started was around resuscitation trauma surgery whereas now you know the emergency physician needs to be an expert in geriatrics chronic pain management mental health in emergency care and i'm not sure that our training and the way that we do emergency medicine is evolving quickly enough to keep up with that change in in what we're seeing coming through our front doors. Trauma care is exactly the same. The disease has changed and we are lagging behind in catching up with the change in patient need. As you can tell just from chatting to Tim, it was a hugely interesting talk he gave this morning. Lots to think about. Tim, are there any final messages you'd like to give to people about where you view the management of trauma, especially in trauma units, and where that will go over the next few years? I think we're at the start of a really interesting debate about what good looks like for a trauma unit. Over the last few years, we've been through that process with the major trauma centres, and now we're spreading that discussion further. Through TARN, we're having a consultation exercise. We want people's input. We want you to go to the TARN website to give us feedback. What should we be measuring? What data should we be collecting? What does good look like for trauma care in your unit?
Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I know you're a very busy man and we appreciate it hugely. Thank you for a great talk today and hopefully we might have you on the St. Emlyn's podcast in the future where we can follow up some of these really interesting points and how we're developing the UK to take care of this changing population that we see with trauma. Thank you. I look forward to it.